All right, here we go. Welcome to the Woodward's Filmcast with Mitch Haba and Colin Ward. Let's go and make the greatest movie ever. Yeah. All right. Camera. What the hell is going on? What a piece of junk. That's really not the case here. This is a great script. Look, here's the mic. Now you talk, toys. Here's your host, Kale Davidoff. Guys, Taylor Swift has broken up with Calvin Harris. Who's Calvin Harris? That was my first response. <laughs> I mean, I know the name, but really, what is he? I wouldn't know I think him he's, if he walked in I think in he's right got now. like a pop song. That, he has a pop song? Yeah, that sounds like everything else. No, yeah, he's, he's a, a DJ. DJ. But what does he do? Like, what is he known for? DJ? Like, is there like a, a, a... We found love by Rihanna. Summer. Oh yeah, that's Golden. why I know. Yeah, that's why I know him. The song it's, with Florence and the Machine. He's always the song, the song with Matt Calise. He's the other one. He's oh. always a, fee, a featuring Calvin Harris. I'm like, who is that? And he's the guy doing the. He's a producer. He's also the. He's also a model for Armani underwear. And uh, bigger news, uh, I guess uh, Taylor Swift, after breaking up with Calvin Harris, was seen kissing the not next James Bond. You guys hear this? The Tom Hiddleston said it's probably not going to happen. I'm kind of bummed. Uh-huh. I'm kind of bummed. I wanted, I wanted that to happen. Hmm. 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 I've just stopped caring, actually. Yeah. Uh, me too. Hey, but you know who didn't break up? The three of us. Um, <laughs> you might have thought it. We took like a, was it been two weeks? Well, it's, yeah, yeah, two, by, yeah, it's almost, almost yeah. yeah, yeah. It's been two weeks since we did the last show on uh, the Linda B. Johnson movie on HBO all the way, but we are back. I I want to kind of apologize. Well, we'll, you know, we'll get to that. This is the Woodward's Filmcast, your Detroit podcast for film, TV, news, and discussion. My name is Kale Davidoff. I'm here usually every week with my friends, Mitch Haba and Colin Ward. Me, Mitch, and Colin. We get together every week. We see a movie. And uh, we sit down and talk about it in an in-depth roundtable discussion. We also like to talk about some movie headlines, and we give Netflix and, uh, Netflix and video on-demand recommendations at the end of the show. Um, I want to apologize. Co- um, concert season is in full swing, and last Wednesday I, I took a kind of a. I mean, I've seen Steely Dan four times, but I had I decided at like 4 p.m. on on Wednesday that I had to go see them and. Colin Mitch, thank you guys for, for allowing me to go. I, I appreciate it. So, Absolutely. So we missed last week. It's cool. Um, Colin, you've seen some you've seen some concerts, right? You saw Florence and the Machine mm-hmm. on Saturday, and then you're you're still hungover, not from alcohol, but from the presence of Beyonce last night. <laughs> so you know, I've never that was at Ford Field, right? It was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's a Detroit podcast. Let's let's talk about because I've never been to a concert at Detroit at Ford Field. Oh. What is it? Is it is it good for concerts? Yes and no. It's good because artists that comes there typically bring a production with them right right so she had a huge five-story led box on stage that rotated and moved and shifted so you could you could see her even if you were in the back row on a huge projection you know know, indoor fireworks and water and it, it was a show but you, can, you can do more in a bigger space yeah like but that, you definitely feel far away it's for like, spectacle what about yeah. sound because i know historically oh, and, I, and i never saw it but historically like the silver dome had the worst sound for concerts <laughs> in the world so is, is the ford field sounds good like palace yeah of? yeah um yeah it's, it sounds real good actually good that's awesome they have they have tons of speakers and i mean i've only seen two concerts here i've seen i saw justin timberlake and jay-z there and then i saw beyonce there and um both times they've sounded really good there. Mitch, you ever, ever been? I've never seen Ford, a concert no. at Ford Field. 
I um I did see some concerts in the past two weeks though. What'd you see? Saw Courtney Barnett. Colin was there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was fun. And I saw Sturgill Simpson at the Royal Oak Music Theater afterwards. Nice. That's a good venue. I like the Royal yeah, Oak Music cool. Theater a lot. Yeah. I like it. Um, so then we we did see we saw we've actually seen two movies this week. We saw uh, a local film called The Alchemist Cookbook, which we'll get into a little bit here. And then we saw the the main part of our show, The Lobster. Um, and we wanted to do a um, a show this Sunday to get the get the show of the week, but uh, with the I mean it was a culmination of things, but also just the tragic events in Orlando. I think kind of had us in a in a, in a bad mood, and and we we felt like we weren't gonna do this with the happiness that we usually do every week. So we wanted to wait a little bit, and obviously we our thoughts and prayers are out to everyone in Orlando and fucking hate people man that do this shit i don't it ruins lives and it keeps us in a weird state of terror um but we're here to talk about fun things like movies and tv right guys yeah Mm -hmm. great great news um for fans of curb your enthusiasm i didn't think this was gonna happen i really didn't think that this was gonna happen but the hbo announced yesterday that curb season nine is a go this is the greatest thing that I've heard in a while. <laughs> Are you guys fans of the show, Curb Your Enthusiasm? Yeah, this is um pretty, 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 pretty good. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Yes. I, I Every time I've watched it, I've liked it, but I, it's one of those shows I have not been able to uh, really get into yet. So is that a, you would you would like? I know I'd like it. Absolutely. Do you like Seinfeld? Yeah, I like yeah. Seinfeld. I like um, Larry David too. So. Um, were, Callum, were you? I, I don't. You watch every season. Have you seen every season? I don't think I've seen the like season one and season two, but I think since like season four, I've seen them all. I think. Okay. Because a lot of it's just, about nothing. So they all these seasons. Yes, kind of, right, yeah. right. Are really blending. Together. I guess I say that because I think a lot of people like think it got worse kind of over time in the sense that like the first three seasons I think were like almost not scripted at all like they would just have a paragraph of what happens and they go out and shoot it and and they got a little more scripted as the seasons went on but and I was one of those I think but as I rewatch season seven and eight I'm like this is maybe just better than the than the first season so I'm excited to see where they're gonna go Mm -hmm. with this I'm a little surprised because I mean Larry David's almost 70 so you know kudos to him for keeping on doing this I mean that's Man, I'm 26. What the hell? I'm 25, and I can barely, you know, go to work and have, the, yourself. have the energy to have the energy to do that. Well, I feel like I'm 45. You know, I'm going to Steely Dan concerts, and I my knees hurt all the time. And, uh, you know, I don't watch Game of Thrones, so I feel like I'm 45. Yeah. But anyways, kudos to Larry David for uh, keeping on, keeping on with uh, the funny ass show Curb Your Enthusiasm. I'm pumped yeah. for that. Yeah, I think um, there was a, a big period of time in between last season and the season before that too and i think i remember like watching an interview with larry david and he was like yeah I, i'm kind of in the mood to do it again so he's like let's come back for a few episodes and everyone's like okay we can do a few episodes yeah i mean great. making comedies is fun so it's kind of hard for people to be like nah i'm not gonna do that yeah. <laughs> so have you seen especially you, improv-based comedy shows? Have you so. guys seen the the episodes about him in the, like this this the section of the season where he's uh, he's doing uh, the producers with yeah. David Schwimmer? That's one of my favorite things ever. <laughs> Isn't it like Mel Brooks is trying to tank? Yes, he's yeah. trying to tank. It's the most genius thing ever. <laughs> Love it. Well, speaking of the producers, uh, 
probably the other biggest showbiz thing in the last couple of weeks. The Tony Awards is on Sunday. Mm, Colin, did you watch? Because I, I actually missed out on it. Oh, yeah. I, I watched uh, a lot of it. And um, it like it, like we said, it was on Sunday. And Sunday was kind of a very somber day um, for me and I, th- I think for a lot of people. But I when I was watching the Tony Awards, I was like, this is this makes me happy and this makes me give feel some sense sense of normalcy right um, watching that show because it's a celebration of theater and and um huge supportive of the lgbtq community yeah. and so there were some great speeches some really touching moments and a lot of fun so i, I thought it was a great show <laughs> ironic that you say normalcy when we're talking about theater and <laughs> you know crazy spectacle yeah, and stuff. It, you know, it, it felt right yeah you know? it felt right I yeah mean, it is good it's great that you know day after such a tragedy a day of well, well technically day of yes yeah you, you know um there is that sense of community in, a, in an event like the tony awards mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i watched a little bit of it i really liked the opening number that was awesome oh, I, I saw the opening yeah Jim, james corden is the best yeah. right he's I mean, cool. great he's awesome he's cool um that 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 uh karaoke the driving karaoke thing he got going there i mean i wish i came up with that that's awesome i mean it's a great little <laughs> I, I would rather see my favorite celebrities in the car with him doing that than sitting down and talking with them in a talk show. I don't know. Yeah. Well, more... no. Mm. <laughs> no, I, I was going to I was going to agree. I'd rather see that than celebrity lip you know, lip syncing. Yeah, that's no, I agree. shit's bullshit. Right. I I kind of agree. Uh-huh. Yes, but anyways, his performance was amazing. I mean, dancing and singing and like it was there's every kind of musical in that number was mm-hmm. amazing. Well, he's a Tony Award-winning actor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So which what was he in again? He oh, was in, um, it was called One Man Two Governors. It mm. was like a, right, right, right. an English farce, and he won Best Actor ah. for it. Yeah, he's English great. farce. Those are good. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, I did see Lin Manuel Miranda's speech uh, mm-hmm. to his wife and just about love, and they kind of choked me up watching that. That was pretty amazing. Um, I I did. I'm a, I gotta go back and watch it all. I like the Tony Awards a, a lot because. Um, you know, I think we've talked about this, but I'm I'm in the very minority, I think, in, in like film fandom community, and like I like the best parts of the Oscars for me are like the performances and stuff like that. At the Tony Awards, those mean so much more too because we don't get to see the shows, so you get to you get to like get a glimpse of like what's going on in, in Broadway. So I really do like the Tony Awards. It was just such a nice day on Sunday, and I I wanted to be outside at mm-hmm. night. So you know, we only have this we only have this 9 p.m. sunlight for so long, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it was a do you watch it? Do you guys watch it every year? Do you watch? I mean, was, it, was this like one of the best in a while, or like? I mean, you know, it feels like every year the Oscars kind of go down. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no. I, what did you I think? think yeah, it, I, it was definitely better than last year. But I mean, a lot of times the show itself depends on what came out on Broadway, right? And you had some really great um, shows that opened in the past year. I mean, most notably dominated by Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. But um. The ratings were at like but, a seventeen-year high or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, is that true? Oh, wow. So, is it the Hamilton? Great, great show. Great, um, you know, a lot of people like that. But there was also other great shows that came out this year that just so happened to be, you know, came out at the same year as Hamilton. Whereas last year there wasn't really any standout shows that you know that, captured yeah. the zeitgeist of yeah. um, America. That and the Tonys are becoming more televised. I feel like. Five plus years ago, they weren't on TV well, or as. Yeah. And, and lately, you know, they're getting better hosts, and they're mm-hmm. like, it's a it's a performance piece in itself because it seems 
to me, I mean, I like the Oscars because film history and everything, but um, the Tonys is so much more inclusive and so much more fun and not as pretentious, and which you think would be completely opposite. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah. But there, it's not. Um, right. it, you know, knowing theater community, it's not pretentious. I mean, it can be, but for the most part, it's very, like I said, it's very in- inclusive and very fun, and uh, you know, focused on art and entertainment. Whereas Oscars is focusing on rewarding someone who may not actually right, deserve right, it. Right. 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 Yeah. You. F- I mean, I'm sure it's there in the Tonys and we probably don't get it as much not being in New York right? but you definitely feel the sense of campaigning uh, during the Oscars and I don't feel right. I never get that feeling from Tony people I feel like they're just like yeah yeah, we were nominated oh well yeah like we're it's, not all, it's so like, centralized yeah yeah it's all Broadway yeah because I mean, I mean you know. no one's really making money on <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's true it's really, so, really like, not yeah. I mean unless you're Hamilton yeah. right which is a crazy I mean it's crazy that I guess you you I'm trying to think of shows I mean it's like Book of Mormon recently it, I mean I'm same I, thing happened with Book of Mormon right but Hamilton yeah. seems to be really really drawing people more than any Broadway musical has in a long time is that not fair to say I mean I don't know. Yeah. It's, just, it's it's a pretty amazing phenomenon. I know I have I have friends who don't li- don't even they don't know musicals and they're listening to Hamilton every day. You know, I mean it's kind of bizarre in a good way. Like I think it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you think that you think you have a Hamilton movie coming out in the next few years? God no. Yeah. You say oh god no. You say yeah. I don't. I think they. Probably, I say they'd be dumb not to. Yeah, I think they will, but I don't think it's going to happen as soon as you think. It probably won't. Um, just like Book of Mormon, is that happening? No, never. No, I don't think that, that surprises me. Doesn't that, that, that I mean, we have South me. Park, and pretty much if you've if you've seen Book of Mormon and you've I watched South Park, actually, yeah. it's a lot of jokes in South Park are in Book of Mormon. Right. Um. So you you the, the Hamilton. No one's seen it, right? In this room. No. I don't have a thousand dollars. No. Yeah. <laughs> and even, I'm yeah. not gonna assume, but yeah. I just thought none of us had seen. I'm it. doing a podcast in your bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Even when it comes here, it'll be almost impossible to get tickets. Yeah. So. I'll definitely. I'll. I'm gonna try to see it when it goes to Chicago. I, I sub- this year. I or sub- Toronto. Even. Yeah. Or I submitted for uh, free tickets, uh, sweepstakes to L.A. <laughs> to see Hamilton. <laughs> so cross my fingers. Yeah. It's, but it's your best chance, really. <laughs> Colin, you're kind of scoffing at the movie idea. I mean, if, yeah. you know, if it, even if it's ten years down the line, you. It, why not? Why scoff? One, I don't really like movie musicals to begin with, which is weird because I mean, fucking love musicals. You mean, you mean like any movie musicals or mu- movies adapted no. from musical stage? Most modern movie musicals I do not like. I, agree. I mean, I agree, but there's not many of them. That's the yeah. problem for me. But Chicago is like the last really good one. I, mean, I agree, 100%. Yeah. But that's... And to me... I didn't see Les Mis, actually. And to me... Yes. Uh, <laughs> Good movie Who did? music. <laughs> I'm not. A, I saw it three times. I'm not a big fan. I like, of the, I like this music in Les Mis. I like the music in Les Mis, but I, I, I saw the stage musical. And I, I like fun musicals. <laughs> well, I like I like both, but I just yeah, whatever. Anyways, so you don't like movie musicals. No, and when a movie for me, when a movie musical is successful, is when the musical and the song numbers have like a purpose in. I mean. They all do, but like they have like they're rooted in entertainment. So like Chicago works because these are nightclub performers. So it works for me. Dreamgirls worked for me because yeah, like they were girls. in 
they were performing the numbers on an actual stage. Hairspray? I didn't like Hairspray. I love Hairspray. But in a in a guilty pleasure way, it's not a very good movie, I don't think. I Jersey just, Boys? Didn't see I didn't it. See it I didn't see that movie. I, I seen the stage. it was terrible. I saw the stage play. It was yeah. awesome. I just hate when like and, it, and I guess it, it lots of times too it just depends on the director. Just I it just feels weird when people are walking down the street and just start singing to me. I can suspend my disbelief for a lot of things, but like I just can't. What, that just doesn't work for me. Well, you didn't believe uh, Jets and Sharks going at it? He hates West Side Story. I know. I, I know you hate it, but I love that movie. So, um, you know, Chicago's a funny one because that's one where if you see the movie first and go see the stage musical, you're like, you leave the stage musical being like, really? <laughs> why is that yeah, still playing? Why, is it, why even try? Because the movie is amazing. And it's so vibrant it's a, that you can't, you really can't do it on stage like they do it in the movie. I don't know. It's pretty impressive. I am so confused by that musical and why it's played for. It's still going and it's been on Broadway for twenty because years. Because it's. I mean, I think the movie helped that oh, yeah. push it along a lot because the and the music's so good. You can still have fun going to see it. Yeah. No, I did not have a good time seeing that. That's probably my least favorite theater experience. I've had some pretty bad ones. But. <laughs> <laughs> I was say most plays I've been to I've enjoyed I have I can't think of one I didn't like Wicked I know everybody loves Wicked I was but... just talking to Liz about this Wicked is is it is it, I saw it it was so impressive and I love the story I love the set pieces but it has one good song and that goddamn musical has one good song it's Defying Gravity no false you're wrong mm. <laughs> you are. I mean, I know that's a very ridiculous <laughs> claim. To make, but I don't even like Defying Gravity. Opinion. I don't like that. <laughs> oh, I love Defying Gravity. I'm going to sing it for you right now, okay? No, I'm not gonna. <laughs> no. For Good is a really great song. Just Oh, For Good. Sing it. Who can say if I've been changed for the better? Because I knew. I see, I, I have a hard time remembering. It's uh, near musical the of, songs. It's near the end of the show. I'm gonna, between, I'm gonna go back to that. The, I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to it after. I like uh, Book of Mormon, <laughs> spooky Mormon hell dream, <laughs> spooky Mormon hell dream. Apparently, that's a real thing. Like lots of Mormons have a spooky Mormon hell dream. <laughs> I, I've, I've listened to the music. I still haven't seen it. I feel disappointed in myself. I've, I've never listened to the recording of Book of Mormon. I've seen it, but I just. I've never listened to that uh, one. Just because the images were so funny that, like, I don't... Yeah. It's weird. Right. <laughs> the Starbucks <laughs> cup, like, running across the stage. <laughs> um, <laughs> the producers was the... I saw that in, in New York, not with Nathan Lane and Matthew Broderick, but I saw it in New York. Um, I was probably 13, which was probably the best age to see that show. And it was the funny... It was the most I've ever laughed in my life, ever. And then I saw the movie, and I was like, oh, that was so disappointing. Wait, the Mel Brooks one? Or no, like the, the new, oh, the new yeah. one. With yeah. like Will Ferrell. Yeah, and yeah. Will Ferrell. I mean, I've, because no, the old one's not a full-on musical. Matthew Broderick. Yeah, but Will Ferrell's in it. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's the he's, uh, oh, does the, he the, the guy? Nazi dude. Oh, he plays, yeah. um, yeah. yeah. The Mel Brooks version is great. I, I got hooked on that with from that movie, and then uh, I remember I was about 13 when I saw it in Broadway. and Or not Broadway. It was in Detroit somewhere, probably the Fisher Theater. Yeah, yeah. And I loved it. It's hilarious. I, I literally never laughed so hard in my life. Yeah. But I was also like the right amount of immaturity, but also like new things. Yeah. 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 Uh, there's, there's a lot of good shows coming to Detroit. 
uh, in the next season. Like really good shows. I think I missed Sound of Music. Didn't isn't that gone yeah, now? Yeah, God yeah. damn it! I, I saw it once last year. That was awesome. Oh yeah, I heard that was good. Yeah, yeah. everybody could play an instrument, and it was great. Big jam fest. Is there something you're itching to see that's coming? All of them. <laughs> There's so many good ones. Well, Book of Mormon's coming. I won't see that. because I want to see that. Uh, Fun Home is coming, which won the Tony last year mm, for right. Best Musical. Right. Uh, Hedwig and the Angry Inch is coming, apparently with Darren Chris in the touring um, cast. So that should be great. Hmm. Um, what else is coming? Uh, the Curious Incident of the Dog in the nighttime which won best play two years ago is coming and it's supposed to be a very technical show with Mm. like a lot of projections and sound and so that should be interesting and there's another one that i really want to see that's coming gentleman's guide to love and murder is coming which i saw on broadway and was very good um you guys ever see the phantom no nope i've never seen it actually it's so overrated yeah that's why i don't see it (laughs) Don't tell Liz. Everyone says everyone says that. Yeah, cool effects, but I do it's like really Jesus Christ Superstar and uh, Joseph the Technicolor Dreamcoat. I like Angela Weber. I like the music. Cats is coming back to Broadway. This is- I've never seen Cats. But- <laughs> Wait, wasn't that, a was that your impression that of a, a cat that during hairball? Doing hairball. What a weird concept of for a for a. Pl- oh. <laughs> That's so odd. Anyways, so don't. <laughs> Tony's, you're doing it right. Broadway. It's fun. It's fun, but Theater's I wish you awesome. were like in my backyard. And that know. way we could actually see them. We do it. Yeah. And they weren't, you know, hundred plus dollars for a ticket we do up a, in the nosebleeds. A Broadway cast. Well, he, this is a f- tip. I don't want to give this tip out to people, but I'm going to now. You can do student rush tickets normally at the Fisher Theater if it's not a sold out show. Um, where you go, you show your student ID. And you get the best seat available, I think, for thirty or forty bucks. Wow, flat. That's good. They only, only accept, I had my student ID. They stuff. only accept cash, and huh. you, I. That's how I've seen like the past three shows that I've been here, hmm. and I've been like in the first fifteen rows on the lower floor. I spent thirty bucks. Nice. Cool. cool tip. Yeah. Cool tip. I'm, I he- hesitate giving that one out because I don't want... They're going to come after you. Know. The Fisher Theater. No, I know. I don't want other people to go take my seat. <laughs> if they're listening, we will. We like sponsors. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I guess I only have to worry about like 15 people maybe going to see. <laughs> <laughs> um. So that, that's basically it for, for news-ish stuff because we want to get into two movies today. And we'll start off by talking about the first movie that we saw, which was a couple weeks ago now. We saw it Friday the 4th. Was that Friday the 3rd? Man, it's been a while. At uh, Cinetopia. So Cinetopia is this film festival that plays films at like the DIA, CCS. Ann Arbor. Ann Arbor. Uh, Redford Theater. A lot of good stuff yeah. going on. Is it still going? Maybe? I don't, I don't know. No. But it's it was, a, it like was a, this past weekend still. Yeah. And then I think it finished up. Um, so it's a really cool thing. They do a lot of local. They do short films and stuff like that. And they also play everything. You know, yeah. not non-local. They had Leonard Malton. Yeah. They had Leonard yeah. Malton on Saturday at the Redford yeah. Theater, which I unfortunately missed. Um, it's just like a big, I'm a big Southeast I'm a big, Michigan. I do like Leonard Malton. I'm just going to say that. He's a, good, he's a good critic. I've always enjoyed he his is. stuff. Does he do much critiquing anymore, though? No, probably not anymore, but I have, like, old books of his at home that I used mm-hmm. to read. He has a podcast. 
He has a podcast. Leonard Malton yeah. podcast. Yeah. Um, Malton on movies. We, yeah. So what we saw at Cinetopia was The Alchemist Cookbook. Now, this is a film uh, produced uh, by my friend Ashley Young, who produced the film New Money with me back in January and February. Um, and it's directed by Joel Petrikis out of Grand Rapids. Um, they shot it up north in Alpena. And um, this is Joel's third feature film. Uh, he did a movie called Ape. He did a movie called Buzzard that was a huge success at South by Southwest in 2014. And uh, Alchemist Cookbook uh, also played at South by uh, this year and was, was received pretty well. I mean, there was uh, articles and there's a really good write-up of variety about this film. Um, people seem to really enjoy uh, Joel's quirky cinematography and style and uh, performances. Um, Joel was there, and Joel did a question and answer that we saw at CCS for Cinetopia, uh, which I thought was a really cool experience. Uh, you know, I I don't get to go to things where I actually hear the directors talk afterwards very often. So it's always even if I know I know Joel, but it's still a cool experience to to go through. Um, I've seen Buzzard. I don't think you guys have seen Buzzard or Ape. Um, this movie was similar in Buzzard in a lot of ways, stylistically, but also very different. And and it's a very different film, anyways. So. Um, let's just talk about it a little bit. And I think, you know, you guys, could, it's a local film and I know Joel and I know Ashley, but I, I think they would love to hear honest opinions. So be honest about it. I like, I've really, we actually haven't really talked about what we thought about this film. It's definitely a different film. Um, it's not your typical commercialized kind of movie. Um, what'd you guys think? Um, it was very interesting <laughs> and it, it was something that took my, I had to try to wrap my head around and think about for a few days, which I respect and thought was cool. It was definitely unique and um, not like something I've seen in a long time. Um, it, it confused me a little bit. Mm -hmm. I don't. My, my biggest. I don't know if it's even a complaint with it, but the thing that was like I was trying to deal with was: is this a comedy? Is this a drama? Is this a horror movie? I thought there were some really cool horror elements to it that I wish uh, they hashed out a little bit better and played with a little bit more. But then I guess that would have been a different movie. And I just don't really know what the film was trying to say to me, um, and what it's what why why it why it exists for you know for I, I like who is it for yeah or, and like what what's why? the what's the message behind this movie well, yeah I, why I mean, why this why that yeah like why make why make this movie and um which was a question i wanted to ask but then like didn't want to get shunned at the q and well, he, he kind of answered it and he just his basically yeah what, did you think? Yeah, what he said about his it. reason was like when people are like i don't know you know no i don't get it or whatever <clears throat> he kind of just played that off as like well good like he didn't really care he just wrote something and then wanted people to just accept it um or have a reaction to or it. yeah just I mean, have he, a reaction to, like, to it he was joking about how, oh only one person left the theater this time and like was kind of you know maybe, which is maybe he's looking for the, you right know, looking for people to get which is of. fine but i also want to be entertained mm -hmm. and for the most part i wasn't and not i mean the movie looks good and it's acted well um, but it's so slow. Um, if you're going to make a movie that's 90 minutes long, 80 minutes long, 
I mean, not given credits and whatnot. Uh, it better feel quick. And this felt like a two hour long movie. Um, the scenes with him and his cousin were the best part. There, there was good chemistry, no pun intended, between the two. Um, because he's he's cooking stuff. He's cooking stuff. stuff yes, yeah. yeah, alchemy. And he's they're they're going back and forth, and their relationship is funny, and the acting is good, um, and it's shot well, and it's that, that those parts are great. Um, but I just didn't understand the point. Like you said, I there were parts of horror and parts of comedy. Um, there were a few moments where like I literally like images where I literally felt like you know you know like your heart drops out like the part there's a part where the monster is in the background and it like pops up like that was like oh shit like that made me kind of like clench up but Mm -hmm. then there was nothing (laughs) there was nothing to that like it just (laughs) happened and he ran away and then we never saw that again uh i would have loved a chase i would have loved uh, him being tormented inside of his his trailer but we don't get really anything until the very end which we don't see which that also made me like jump because I wasn't expecting it when he just comes out of the water and screams and they yeah. do like a 400 Spoilers. blows moment. Yeah, very 400 <laughs> blows. Yeah, um, it's like, oh, okay, it's over. So obviously, I think so. I I definitely enjoyed it. I mean, I I knew it's 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 similar to Buzzard in that sense and all these. What I think what you guys are talking about. Um, and I think it's funny. You ask what it is. I think I think it's supposed to be lighthearted more than anything. I think. In, in, but it's also so part of that is like anticipation and and like after the fact being like oh, oh my god and like kind of being like having the, like a like a laughter of, of wow that didn't happen or something you know what I mean there's there's a scene where he has a very thick looking axe in a, in a thin tree and he's hacking at the tree for like 30 seconds and you, you're expecting the tree to just chop in half because it's a it's a very like flimsy looking tree. Do you recall that? Mm-hmm. And and I think that's the whole movie. And it because it doesn't. Nothing happens. He barely dents the tree. And I think it's just an interesting thing that like the movie just kind of drags you along and kind of torments you. Um, God, the guy who introduced it. What did he say? It's a a bruiser or a, yeah, something yeah, a bruiser, like that. Yeah. And I, it, it is. I mean, it really. I think you know Joel Joel does this in Buzzard too, where he, he'll like kind of hold on people eating. And he does it a lot in this movie. Oh, that was gross. And yeah. it's and it's gross, and it's supposed to be. I think I mean, he's supposed to be sitting there, and he's just he'll chug it like a like a liter of Gatorade, and it just keeps going, and you're just like, what's going on? I just hear goggle 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 goggle, and you know, it's not a it's not a narrative driven story at all, but it is like, I don't know. There's there's a certain joy I get in its there's a, a lot of joy I get in its originality and. You know, part of it, again, part of it for me was looking around and watching people watch it. And I bet Joel gets a little kick out of that, too. Right. This would have worked well as a short film. I think it's just why I make a feature out of it. Um, and I was really shocked when they said it took two weeks to film. Isn't that what he said? Yeah, meaning you think it would be more? No, I'm surprised it only took... I'm surprised it took two weeks and not three days, you know? That's just how, I mean... That's just how I saw it. I mean, there wasn't... Everything was basically one location, and there wasn't much to, to well, two, it. Two weeks is a short time for a feature. I mean, that's... I get it, but it's also a lot of the same. Um, yeah. Um, so what did you guys think of the... There's basically two actors in this movie. 
um, Ty Hickson, and then Amari Cheatham, who played Cortez, the cousin. So Ty, Ty is the lead, and uh, Cortez, are they, are they related in the movie? I forgot. Cousins. Mm-hmm. Are they, they are cousins. Okay. Right. Um, Amari's been in a few things. Uh, I guess he's in Django. Does he have like a bit part or something like that? Or he's in the background or something like that. Um, he was awesome. I loved him. I, I thought it was great. I don't know. Like I got really freaked out when the part where he's kind of demonized and he's got like probably what was contact lenses in his eyes and he, there's like the fire going. Mm-hmm. That part like freaked me out. His voice was altered. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was... I wanted more of that, like yeah, like that. But again, again, that's what you want. You, you there's like anticipation and expectation, and you just kind of don't get it. Um, what did you think of the two? Uh, I thought the the guy who plays cousin was really Mari Cheatham. Yeah, um, and I think saved the movie a lot for me because he brought in just a sense of humanity. Yeah, and humor and realism i thought i thought his was a very accurate portrayal mm-hmm. of his character and lightheartedness that was needed in the movie you know oh uh, the other I, the other one was all right the other performance is all right for me same he was you once know, the... once he became a demon i actually liked his performance yeah, a lot yeah, more right yeah because yeah, he actually looked like he was in pain mm-hmm. he did a good job with that but you're right the amari cheatham was great he was very funny mm-hmm. um yeah what do you think about uh, a couple few more things? What do you think about the there's a part where Ty Hickson actually hits his head into a mirror? You were surprised to hear that they talked in the question and answer after that that was a real mirror. Yeah, not I was a surprised. Glass mirror or anything. I was surprised they did that, or that the actor even risked to do from that. a production standpoint. Yeah, I knew that story before I saw the movie because we 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 were gonna break glass and new money, and Ashley was like, "Oh, we just." We did the in, in Alchemist Cookbook. We just he just hit his head against the glass. And I, was, I could have gone so wrong. Yeah. Like, <laughs> definitely looks real. Let's let's, let's give him that. It does. Um, and then what about you know seeing kind of like up north Michigan there and, and that getting that I guess it must have been I don't know if it was fall but it looked, it looked fall it looked, it looked like, fall um, oh. and that that I guess it was like a 1950s trailer that they got yeah it was, it was cool, cool looking trailer yeah. the great great um. Art production, yeah, it was good. Uh, art that direction was good. and set design. Um, that part was awesome. So was the cinematography. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, my, my only real criticisms is pacing and just yeah, script, story. script, yeah. and story. I mean, I thought it was really great technically on all, on all levels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wanted more scares though. I did. Well, you did see that, like Joel, like you're saying, Joel can do it, right? There's like He's, some creepy, scary stuff in he there. He can do so it. I wonder I if would... he'll if he'll go more conventional horror at some point. I don't, I don't know if that's his thing because I don't, I don't think conventional anything might be. Like I, he likes to do things that are completely different. Um, so we'll see. I'm, I'm excited to see what will come next. Um, so we'll see. I'm sure Alchemist Cookbook will hit. It might even. It might, I don't know. I can't speak. I'm not sure. It might hit some theaters soon too. Um, they said it was going out yeah, in the fall, right? Right around here. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll definitely let people know about that. I'd, I'd love to push that on people. It's always good to support local filmmakers. Um, and then eventually, I'm sure it'll be on demand. Uh, like any, Buzzards on Amazon. Anyone can go watch that for a, a small price. So, so congrats to Joel and Ashley and, and Michigan filmmakers. It's always good to see people doing stuff. And I'm glad we got to see something local. You know, we we should do more of that. And we I think we will. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. 
Um, so let's get on to the uh, other film of the week. Speaking of movies, I don't know what they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, an unconventional movie. I mean, these, yeah. these are two movies that, in a way, I mean, are, they're both. We've been so wrapped up in blockbusters, it seems, in the summer heat. Mm-hmm. Um, that we've, you know, we've just kind of stepped away from movies like these, but it's good to get back to this kind of stuff, um, especially since I think the movie like The Lobster is going to provide for some really great discussions, and I'm excited about it. Um, Yorgos Lanthimos, this is the writer and director of The Lobster. Um, I think he is best known for um, Dog Tooth. Dog to- yeah, Dog Tooth, um, which I have not seen. Have you guys seen Dog Tooth? No. It was on Netflix for a long time. I don't know if it still is. My uh, friend and boss, Mark, he was telling me that that's one of the most disturbing films he's yeah. ever seen. Um, and But it, for him, it was a, you know, it's, he's into that. So, um, And seeing The Lobster, I can see where uh, Mr. Uh, Lanthimos could make a disturbing film. So this is directed and written by him. Um, it's an A24 movie. Uh, it stars some a crazy cast here. Colin Farrell, John C. Riley, uh, Rachel Weisz, Leah Seydoux, um, and another Bond person, what's his name? Um, ben Winshaw. Ben Winshaw, yes, thank you, Colin. He uh, is also in this movie. So, great cast. Uh, it's in theaters now. We saw it. Let's go around. I mean, I guess we can, just a little background. It's a, it's a, I didn't know anything about this movie going into it, but the simple thing is it's kind of a dystopian movie where uh, you have to be with someone, like you have to be a couple, and if you're not, you're sent away to a place to find someone. And if you don't find someone in a certain amount of days, or if you, you can add days by capturing other single people, if you don't find someone in your allotted time, you are turned into an animal, of, supposedly of your choice. Of I don't your know choosing, yeah. And uh, Colin Farrell wants to be a lobster. So we saw this movie. Uh, initial thoughts. Mitch? Um, I'm still thinking about this movie. Still and it's thinking. Been so like there are a week no and a half. thoughts. Yeah. Well, no, I have initial thoughts. Um, I like it a lot. Like I was the the there were maybe seven of us in the theater, and I was the one laughing the most. There are a lot of like laugh out loud, weird, goofy moments, but there's a lot of moments where I'm like covering my eyes and appalled and disturbed and just like sad. Um. So it's it's that kind of movie. Uh, I definitely recommend it if you like weird, irreverent movies. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, and I and I think I I I think I understand what it's trying to say. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I like that. We'll get to that. I'm curious to hear what you have to say. What it's trying to say. But but I liked its take on a weird world where you have to be in a relationship and. There's also a group of people who aren't in relationships and don't believe in that sort of thing, but they're just as unbearable and um, controlling as, you know, the other people. So, I, I recommend it. I like stirring it. In your, the best it's way still to, stirring, stirring and we'll get into it. So. Colin, what did you think? Yeah, uh, I should start off by saying I, I'm probably going to be really harsh on this movie and... I should say that it's my second favorite movie I've seen all year. And I feel like I'm going to be really harsh on it solely because of how upset it made me and just how angry and disturbed and bleak it was. It's, I don't think it's one of those ones I can watch multiple times. Um, and I can watch a lot of things multiple times. This is, is really upsetting. And it, for me, it had a lot to do with 
you know, my own personal beliefs on relationships and what works for me and the idea of like other people telling you like what who you should be with who you should not be with it, it was all very very hard for me to watch um but it's an insanely imaginative and engrossing film that is just so bleak but like so your eyes are peeled to it the whole time um it's 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 really great, but really upsetting. <laughs> I I will say that I loved this film. I would also say that my eyes weren't peeled to it the whole time. I will talk about that. So it's not like it's probably not up there in like my top four of the year. But like it was really good. I really enjoyed it. I really liked uh, the edginess of what it was saying or what it wasn't saying. Um, I thought it's the most fascinating thing I'm finding with this film is the limited amount of people that I've heard have seen it all have different reactions. Some people thought I was depressing. Some people thought I was fucking hilarious. Um, you know, I, 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 I saw it with Liz and she, the first thing she said was, Oh, that was really romantic. And, and, I, <laughs> what? and I went, and I went, was it? And I could see it. And the way she described it, it was, yeah, I guess it was really romantic. Um, so it's amazing. What you bring into this film is going to be a lot about what you, uh, take out from it. Um, you know, and look, I saw this with my girlfriend in a room with one other person who is, you know, there alone. So it's amazing how there, I think that there's a, a different view you're going to get no matter who you're seeing this with, um, where, you know, what you, again, like you say, personal beliefs and relationships, Colin. So it's, and it's cool. I think it's kind of like a really cool film in that sense. Like it's kind of testing us. Um, is there anything in particular you want to get into off the bat? Maybe... I guess what is this film trying to say is a big point of discussion here, if anything. And I don't know if it does have a grand sweeping proclamation on relationships, but do you guys have any, have you been able to come to a thesis for the lobster? Yeah. I think it's a criticism of both two types of people or two types of camps when it comes to relationships. And it, it criticizes um, the people who think that you have to be in a relationship and the people that, um, are looking to get married and are looking for love and for the wrong reasons. Um, mm -hmm. Like these, the people are always looking for someone who has a similar physical trait. Right, oh, she, right. she has nosebleeds. So this guy pretends to have nosebleeds, which leads to some very funny scenes and again, disturbing scenes. Yeah. Um, and then there's the group of people who, are loners they call them and they're in the woods and they listen to electronic music <laughs> and they are so critical <laughs> they're so good i thought that, was, that the was electronic great. music that was funny especially <laughs> when they have it in their headphones and they're just dancing and you can't hear the music it's yeah really good. Um, there's so they're they're the type of people who are so anti-relationship that they are they want to ruin people's like opinions and and feelings over it and those people are just as annoying as the other people um where we get the you know where you should feel you know i shouldn't say you should feel a certain way but colin farrell's character and rachel vice's character actually fall in love with each other and they have to pretend they they have to hide from both camps in order to you know be who they want to be um which was disturbing and sad at, toward the end. 
But don't you find it interesting that spoilers that you know you talk about like in the hotel everyone's trying to match up with like a physical similarity mm-hmm. and Colin Farrell ends up being that he's doing the same thing at the end of it. so is he really well, any we different well we, we don't know but like right there's that intent that he thinks that like I have to be we have to have that similarity right like I can't live with her if we're not I didn't get that I got that he had to do that just because other people would think that it would be weird if they were together, right? Because everyone else has things that they're so going okay. With. So you think it's like a in order to fit into yeah. the like he's the, fitting into yeah okay into May, yeah. in the city. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's why I did. That. That's what I thought there. That it could go both ways. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they leave it pretty. They open leave it very open. <laughs> yeah, they leave it very open. They do. Colin, um, did you have a you have a if you had to choose like some sort of thesis for this film? Fuck everyone. I mean, why? why? Uh, is, is that? I mean, is that what? It, is it yeah. saying that just everyone, no one knows shit? About, I, I, is that what it's supposed to be? I really didn't like any character in this movie, and I don't think that's like the film's fault or anything. It's just my like view on all these people. I was, what about John C. Riley? No. <laughs> <laughs> why is everyone so awful at talking to people? It was really confusing to people me. People are awful at talking. Yeah. No. You mean like the yes. way they talked? Or? Yeah. Like why is like finding someone to like be interested in is not like that hard. Like it's right. really easy. Well, you can see that on the stress of like some of the people who can't find anybody. Like they're lo- they start losing it, so it just makes it harder for them to find. Uh someone that they want to find like the woman who tries to commit suicide oh. that part was rough like <laughs> well well this is i think like, i'm like, maybe building i maybe what you're saying is like part of the like there's kind of like the last man on earth thing here where like uh, where where like people are forced into a hotel and they know they're going to be turned into an animal if they don't find someone and they don't really have to love someone they just have to you know prove to the state that they they're with someone right and they still don't like the woman who won't kill herself is like he's throwing herself at colin farrell and he's like i'm gonna hold out for some other people right you know i mean that's that's a that's a human like shitty relationship (laughs) thing there isn't it i mean yeah she offers to come over and give him a blowjob like whenever (laughs) whenever he wants and he just doesn't even listen to her like that just that is like oh come on man (laughs) yeah but All you I mean, have to do is pretend, and then. But I was also pissed off at her too. Cause I'm like, there's other people in this fucking hotel too. Like, I mean, right. it's, yeah, I, so I, it's I res- true. It's true. I respect. Her. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I would probably say the exact same thing to Colin Farrell. But then if he just says no, I'm like, okay, on, I, can, right. I yeah. can find someone else. There's a boatload of new people. Jossie Riley, daily. right? right? Yeah. She she doesn't throw him at. John. There's kind of this like not love triangle going on, right? Yeah. Where like no one wants that part of anyone. Nobody wants to think yeah. they want somebody specific. Right. Yeah. And there's no masturbating allowed. Right. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm dead <laughs> into this movie. Into this Who knew? Scenario. Maybe that's what they invented toasters for in this oh, world. Oh god. my god. Uh, that part was horrible. <laughs> so yeah, I don't I don't know if I have a I don't know if I ever came to like what it, maybe this movie isn't really trying to say anything. Maybe it's just off the mind of someone who's completely disgruntled in relationships. I don't really know what this guy's deal, deal is. <laughs> He's but, Greek. <laughs> but um yeah, I don't know. I mean, I you you do want to take the I think you do want to take the title into account and this idea that you know, Colin, we we kind of talked about this on Friday night, but this idea that 
what this movie is, what this society is saying is the loners aren't in relationships but don't have sex. And can have sex. Can have sex. The people, or kiss. So and the other people are in relationships, um, but are and unhappy. Are unhappy. And if you're not in a relationship, basically you can't be single and just have sex with people. And if you are, you're considered and you are literally turned into an animal. Right. Right. And maybe I think the the point of this movie is that's maybe the best life to choose in this in this situation because if you're an animal you can just have sex with whatever <laughs> or maybe or maybe it's saying I think maybe what in that context that the idea is that that's the most natural thing but that society we have all these societal pushes that are pushing us into different views on things like relationships and monogamy and stuff like that right maybe yeah very crazy interesting movie all right <laughs> i i still don't understand why the the loners were so anti like hooking up it was so upsetting yeah that was weird why? Yeah, I, well i like your point kale that you know maybe that being an animal is the ideal route um, or the or the most or like nature and society like I think I think part it's most, of it most natural part of it is like loners are being like be with yourself and like loners are like everyone sucks and yeah. they suck to the point where like I don't want to even hook up with them right and then if you do that then you're if you start hooking they're saying if you start hooking up with someone well then you're not really abiding by the loner life it's it which you know and what upset me is I think but it, it put people into these binary classes right. and it just really upsets me i'm right. like we can have both people <laughs> not in well, this I world said, said, <laughs> and, and that's what can that's why it's a dystopian world yeah. right when they're like approached by police officers when they're disguised and they're like where's your wife or where's your husband or where are your papers like that that was disturbing mm -hmm. pretending to be like married in town yeah. but they're like why not just then go off and you know yeah. stay with each other in town until you can find someone that you actually like but it, maybe that's the thing in the real world in the city they call it you don't date you're just with your person right well and that's you, and it you, you clearly can't leave the house by yourself right you have to be with him all the time is it is it is established awful. in the beginning that Colin Farrell's wife dies and that's why he no has I to, thought she, she left someone him. else oh. yeah she left him for someone yeah. else so how did she find someone else but by going out without, know. you know, like, did she go out with, she go out alone to find this person and this person go out alone to find each other? Hmm. Maybe they were neighbors. <laughs> right across the, the alleyway and just talking through the window. <laughs> Tinder. <laughs> Sell me your tits. <laughs> Tinder. <laughs> um, let's talk about like some of the like, movie stuff. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, that's, what? that's what we do here. Yes, that's what we do. The technicalities. Yeah, well, let's talk about acting here. I mean, the, we talked about some of the cast members. Who is your... Uh, let's start with Lobster MVP, and then we'll just talk about everyone. But who was the best part of this movie for you? I like, think Colin Farrell was great. Standpoint. Yeah. I thought he was really good in this. Uh, yeah, I do like Colin Farrell, but I really liked Rachel Weisz. Yeah, the, narr brought, the narration. The narration was nice, and then she brought this like kind of like ethereal, like just natural 
person that mm-hmm. I thought was like had very real. She's like the, the only normal. one that had like an actual like real emotion. Right. That I can like remember laughing like and it sounding like a genuine laugh. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really I like her a lot in everything and this in particular I thought she was really great in. Yeah, and we were just talking about how before the show that like I I was thinking in theaters I th- I don't think the last time I saw her was when I saw Oz three years ago and that's true she hasn't been in a movie since then. Which is crazy because she should be in everything. She's, <laughs> she's really she's, good. She's very she's good. very good. She's really good. I, I don't know. I want to see more from her. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think for me, Colin Farrell was the best part of this film because I I love the dude. I I feel like he gets a kind of bad rap a little bit, or maybe like he kind of went through Ben Affleckism where like he was good looking guy and started doing some stupid roles, and all of a sudden people were like, "Can he really act?" Or you know, he actually Ben Affleckism. They probably the apex of that was daredevil for both of them <laughs> but you know you know it's it's the, he starts doing phone booth in some of these movies and people were like no i don't know about colin farrell but then he's kind of had this, this slow revival of like like i in bruges uh-huh. yeah he's great in that yeah. one of my favorite movies from he's, like 2008 I think. he's in one of the best movies of the 2000s the new world i yeah I, you know i've seen bits of that he's great in that yeah, yeah. Um, john rolf yeah um and then you know as much as i despised most of it he he was good in uh true detective season two for like i, I enjoyed his, his performance and as much as his character was kind of ridiculous but mm-hmm. so i'm glad to see him and like this right. is a really really good performance and he's so deadpan sad everyone is deadpan sad <laughs> and it's awesome though. i, it's I so liked good. the i liked the dialogue and i liked the delivery of all the lines when uh the hotel manager was She's hilarious. Great. Yeah, she so, was amazing. Yeah, some of the the lines that she gives. What, what's the one about children? Like, and if you cannot find any problems or anything to deal with as a couple, we will assign you children. That, that usually, usually does the trick. <laughs> usually does the trick. I'm gonna interject here because, I, like I said, it was me and Liz, and there was one other older gentleman in the in the theater. He was like probably middle aged, and all those jokes he was dying yeah he, he the, the children joke he's like ha 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 yes exactly <laughs> yeah. like that's what it's like <laughs> and then you know he was loving the whole movie he's laughing more than we are and then at the end of the film when Colin Farrell goes in the bathroom with the steak knife and he starts pointing it at his eye this guy goes oh no and he gets <laughs> up and he leaves <laughs> he didn't see the end of the film <laughs> Well, that was basically the end. Yeah, that was the end. But we but didn't see it. Unbelievable. Because I thought yeah. he was loving it. And all of a sudden, that was what drew the line. All this shit, other fucking yeah. dogs dying and shit in this movie, that drew the line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's weird. Um, anyways, uh, yes, Hotel Manager was great. And the the, the, the gentleman. The husband. Her, you know, it was the, his, her husband. Was that yeah. who it was? Uh-huh. When they during the singing. <laughs> the singing oh was great. <laughs> I was laughing. Talk so about hard. uncomfortable. Just all around <laughs> uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, we mentioned Ben Winshaw's in this movie. Uh, what did you guys think? Of I don't. Have you guys seen him? Uh, what has he been in other, outside of Bond lately? He's been in a few things. He was in Cloud Atlas. He was in Cloud Atlas. Yeah, yeah, have you seen that? Oh, yeah, of course. God, I want to see that. I love that movie. I've never seen it. I want to see it. Is he good in it? Yeah. Yeah, he's great. My, I my like, favorite, I like, maybe my favorite part in it. I like Ben Winshaw. I'm hoping that when the new Bond comes in, they don't kick him out. I hope he's cute for the next well, he's 20 years or whatever. He's really good. Uh, he was really good in this movie. When he hits his head against the pool wall. <laughs> and against the table. Oh, my God. Wham! Good physical comedy. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's really impressive. Yeah, he was great. Um, John C. Riley was surprisingly in this movie. I didn't. I had no idea who was in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he was like kind of a sad, pathetic character. Very much so. He um, masturbates. They find out somehow, and they force his, they force him to put his hand in a toaster and turn it on. It is like one of the most disturbing scenes. Like, 
Yeah. Who was the woman who played the really cold, heartless? Awful. She was very good, but what a terrible person and character. Yeah, so you're talking about the person that that Colin Farrell decides pretends to, to be with, pretends to be with, and yeah. she and her deal is that she's no emotion. Evil. She's she's a psychopath. If she, if she finds emotion in him, that he's lying. Right. Right. Like, why is that? Like, it frustrates me. It's like, why is that a big deal? There's like, what? there's only extremes. In, there's Who only cares? extremes in this it's movie, so Colin. It's so upsetting. You... It's so upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> When he, they pretend to, uh, she pretends to choke on her olive pit out of her martini and then pretends to die and he does nothing. And then she gets up. <laughs> it's like, I think we'd be perfect for each other. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Pretty good. But she was terrifying. Oh, she was very scary. Um, and, uh, your dog's dying. I yeah. Don't, she, I don't, that's the thing that, that, that crosses lines for me where like, I don't want to see that yeah. at all. She, it was a good, good, uh, prosthetic or good. You know, I fucking hope so. <laughs> I hope so too. I hope they didn't actually kill a dog because <laughs> I think there'd be some problems. Mm, between that talk- and the possum and Alchemist Cookbook, I mean, <laughs> of animals, fake, fake animals dying. Um, what didn't you? I mean, besides being uncomfortable about it, is there anything you didn't like about this film in terms of story or anything like that? No. Um. And like I said, even though the subject matter is like extremely upsetting to me, uh, it's not an. I definitely it's not something that will like make me not like the movie or respect the right, movie. Right, right, right. Um, I thought the music was really funny, like clever and funny, funny usage of it. Love the music. I yeah. love the music. Uh, and the cinematography really made it fe- really elevated the bleakness of everything. Um costuming smart very dystopian but also not like not like what i liked about this even the cops i mean it's not like future 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 it's like today it's just like blandness you know which is cool that's what would happen i mean i guess everything would stop and you would be left with (laughs) i guess there is some typical dystopian stuff in this film in the sense that like everyone wears the same thing Mm mm-hmm um, but that's a, that's more of an integral part of the story than it is feeding into usual future sci-fi cheapness. <laughs> yeah, they're all given the same clothes right. with the narration, like he was given this, 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 and this. Right. Yeah. Um, I'll, I will say I felt the same way. When I say my eyes weren't peeled in the whole time, um, I felt similar in this film as I did to Room in the sense that um, sorry. Like I felt in room that uh, you know, like the the once they like they escaped too late in the film, and then it, like how do I explain this? It's the reverse of room for you then. No, it's not because oh. I felt the same way in this film that like, I, whereas like room ended up being almost equally in time wise about her after escaping the room and in the room. Um, whereas like you'd think it'd be like a one axe in the room and the rest or or the other way around two acts of the movie are in the room and then one's out of the room or like a, the after the climax is a five minute part out of the room in this movie you know basically like you meet Rachel Weiss who's an integral part of this movie 
more than halfway out. Way more than halfway into right. the film. And I and at that point I was kind of but but way more than halfway but not to the extent where like they either meet and they fall in love or whatever and they go like pacing to me was like oh, I don't know. I wanted it I wanted her to be either in more of it or way less of it and it would kind of because I was kind of waiting for it to end once they met because most of the movie we already had like a, an arc. I mean, he escapes from the the place and he already went through a relationship and I don't know. It was a little I don't know. It ended up feeling really long because of that to me. No, I felt like it was one half at the hotel, and we've milked the hotel and everything about the hotel from what we could. So then we moved to the second half, which was the second half of the story for me. Yeah, I know. But I, but I want it to be, if, if you're going to be, if this is like the woman he falls in love with. And that's why, you know, when Liz says it's rom- it's romantic, yeah, like it could have been a really it could have been like a romantic movie if like Rachel Weiss is a part of this film for longer to me and I get to well, really she was with the narration yeah but she's you... not because you don't know that's her until until a point of the movie yeah I don't know well, you know it's her you can hear her voice I didn't well I didn't know she was in this movie yeah I didn't so know I didn't, I didn't know it was her when I saw her I was like holy shit it's Rachel Weiss. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah I don't know my only gripe I don't really have very many gripes I, I would agree that it did feel a little long in the second half and I think that's where things started to look more bleak. I mean, because <laughs> the the second half wasn't as funny as the first half. The first half in the hotel was very funny because it's just ridiculous. All this stuff with, like, walking alone, <laughs> walking with a husband, or, you know, what was the other one? Uh, eating. Eating alone. Yeah. Eating yeah. with a partner. Yeah. What was, oh, the other weird thing that they... Like, they forced him to take off his pants and lay on his back on his bed, and she oh, yeah. lifts her dress and sit like grinds on his crotch for like a minute straight uh-huh. to torture him. To torture him, yeah. yeah, to torture. He's like, can we not? Can we not do this? This is painful. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah, and then, and then she leaves, and he's like, just a little longer. <laughs> he's like, no. He's like, please. <laughs> but it was so confusing to me because then you have that woman who is like. You know, so like, like, that's just fuck, and he yeah. doesn't do it. Like, that's I know, but that's, I'm sorry if I'm pent up for like four days. I'm like, okay, I can fuck anything right now. Like, <laughs> right? Weren't they not just al- me? Is that just me? I don't know. Yeah. I thought I remember them not being allowed to. Wasn't no. that? Oh, they well, totally no, they, 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 I think they are. I mean, they, but yeah, that's why everyone is like, no, no, their person's room number, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, we can exchange a quick blowy. Like, <laughs> come on, people. Um, do you guys recommend this? Yeah. Yes, of course. Yes, yes, yes. Because it's too. weird. It's. I think it's worth watching just for that fact. It's unlike anything I've ever seen. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. I think uh, I recommend this to uh, people. I mean. I, I think I think it's an enjoyable film. Even I think that this this would reach a larger demographic than they probably think it would. Mm-hmm. To be honest, um, especially with like even throwing John C. Riley in there makes this film something more than just a dystopian art film. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I think it it's 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 impressive in that way that it, it can reach a lot of people. I think. Mm-hmm. Would we rather take our chances at the hotel or? Be with the loners, for sure. Loners. Yeah, but you're not getting hunted, and yeah. at least in the hotel, you can 
get a blowy. Everyone's everyone's looking to have sex in the hotel and couple. So you have a better chance there than just being alone and being hunted and having the the risk of having your your manhood chopped off or your lips chopped off. And you get fucking food and a bed. Right. You don't have to dig your own grave. (laughs) And you don't you're not forced to listen to electronic music. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely it's one hundred percent hotel for me. Yeah. What's the the worst case scenario that happens at the hotels? You get to turn into the animal that you want. Which leads me to my well, last question. Animal, yeah. yeah, which is what animal do you want to be? I liked John C. Riley's idea of a parrot. That's definitely what I would be. It can fly. They live for an extremely long time, and they can learn how to talk. Dolphin. Horny Cause bastard. Yeah, because you're fast, smart, wet. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> well, you're describing me, right? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely don't want to be a gorilla these days. Um, I know, or an I, alligator. I know, I know they, they stress. <laughs> They stress not to, but uh, I would be a dog. God damn it. I want to be a dog. I like that. What does she say? Like, good. You didn't choose dog. Right. Dogs are stupid and. <laughs> Uh, what is it? dogs are stupid and dependent on any, everyone else? That's why there's so many of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I could I could live like that. Um, well, that's the lobster. We end every show with some video on demand recommendations. What are you guys recommending this week? Well, fresh off my um, Beyonce experience last night, uh, and I think I've probably recommended this you know, before, but um, the jay-z beyonce on the run tour is still on hbo i've seen that it's a fantastic tour and it will quench your uh thirst for beyonce post beyonce concert so i'll probably watch that tonight uh-huh. um can i have two things uh bo burnham's uh make happy it's a new stand-up special on netflix is on there and it is hilarious also very poignant. Uh, I think that guy might be a genius. Um, I know it's weird. I've heard that. I know it's weird because he does a lot of fart jokes and stuff. I like but, fart jokes. But he talks. He talks I'm a lot a about. <laughs> in this, he talks a lot about, um, um, like social media culture, and we are how we were, which is ironic considering what we're doing right now. But uh, he talks about how we were are a generation that is, like told that we should express ourselves and basically that's what social media is they gave us a product to express ourselves um even though it's banal and stupid and doesn't isn't necessary um so he goes into a lot of stuff and he has great songs uh very funny guy but also on hulu angie tribeca the first season is available and the second season is currently on tbs or airing on tbs and if you haven't seen that show i think kale you'd love it um it's a spoof of like cop detective procedurals yeah and it's very funny rashida jones alfred molina's in it i can never remember the the lead actor's name because he's a face i don't recognize but very good um, I uh, this is really the only thing I've been watching lately, embarrassingly, but also just it's it's like a social phenomenon to me. Um, I Liz and I have been we were watching um, 
a lot of The O.C., which is uh, on Hulu uh, on demand. I've been looking for this show for a long time because, you know, I watched most of it in middle school and I got to high school when it was still going. And I was like, I am not I'm too cool for this now. <laughs> so I stopped watching it. Um, and I, I wanted to see if it was if it was, you know, maybe some of it's good. Like it, I thought it was in middle school. And so maybe this isn't a recommendation, but um, it's not. <laughs> it's it's really bad. I yeah. mean, it's terribly bad. I, that being said, I cannot stop watching The oh. OC um, because it is it's like the best kind of train wreck. It is a, it's amazing, <laughs> and ev- everyone's a piece of shit in the show, and it's like unbelievable. Like I want to write about every show, in I want to write like thirty pages on every character exploration on every episode because <laughs> it, I, it blows my fucking mind. I don't know if it's just crazy, stupid, rich high school kids, and that's how it really was, but I don't know. It's it's somehow become very entertaining for me. So. Nice. Um, for those of you out there that are our age and grew up with the OC, I recommend at least watching a couple episodes and saying, I was an idiot for watching this back in the day and try and see if you can stop yourself from watching Is more. Is anybody in that show not white? I haven't seen anyone not white so far. <laughs> I thought the- you were going to say, is anyone in that show still relevant? <laughs> uh, ben McKenzie's doing all right for himself. Peter Gallagher was relevant before that show. That's all I can think of. Misha Barton cannot act. Um, <laughs> what about <laughs> the, the Misha Barton school of acting is uh, just uh, do it's all on the eyelids it's all on this it's all on the well that's ironic because Peter Gallagher is all on the eyebrows yeah, there you go. There <laughs> those you go. things act on their own I think yes um, all right well we will be we will be back next week uh, back to our regular scheduled program here of doing this every week uh, we'll see another movie we'll, we'll sit around and talk about it. if you have any recommendations if you have any comments if you have thoughts on movies we've seen I uh, have an idea for our 1996 six. Six movie that we have to do. Uh, email us at woodwardsfilmcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at woodwardsdt. Um, for the Woodwards Filmcast, my name is Kale Davidoff. Uh, I'm here as I am all the time with Colin and Mitch. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. This has been a WoodwardsDetroit.com production, your Detroit Avenue to alternative pop culture talk.